All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It only... You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What <laughs> Steals, Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans, welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code HockeySeason, capital H, capital S, all one word, 
hockey season. That will give you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic. Check them out on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, what have you. They have got you covered for all of your trading card needs. Free shipping Canada-wide on any order over $50. Be sure to check out their retail location in Surrey along with their website. My name is Dave Quadrelli. I'm joined as always by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer as always is Alex Allard. Uh, this is the Canucks Conversation Podcast and it looks like my co-host here has some uh, has some cards to open. Are you going to open those on camera, Chris? Um, I'll do it while you're doing uh, our 30 seconds of dog update here, which we've made a graphic for now, the 30 second update on the dogs. Um, so yeah, you can you can do your thirty seconds. Shout out to Zephyr Epic. They send me over a bunch of box of cards. I'm gonna open the metal one today, the metal universe cards from last year. See what we can pull here. Will you uh, give us an update? Thirty seconds of dog. Here we go. Uh, not much has changed. He's a good dog. Uh, he just sleeps a lot, so it's just a matter of uh, making sure he gets that sleep and that he uh, <laughs> that he's also played enough and uh, that's kind of the thing that I'm learning and you, you kind of develop a sixth sense because sometimes when he cries you want to try and know what they're saying uh, and I'm starting to develop that so it's good five days into having him in the home now uh, and he's doing pretty good he's a good little dog okay what did you pull here let's see I pulled a card called the cheddar it is called the cheddar this is a Trevor Zegers uh, it looks like a piece of cheese I don't know how I feel about this this is this came in like a pack of regular looking cards I don't know. It's weird. I had some cheddar. I think that's pretty cool. I kind of like that. I like that. And you can go get your own cheddar, folks, at ZephyrEpic.com. Okay. uh, Where do you want to start today? We got 30 seconds of dog out of the way. Update. Alex, we need you here. We hit 1,000 subscribers on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. That's what I'm talking about. Good stuff. Already party music uh, coming in for it. We hit 1,000. Alex, are we going to be there on Monday? Do you know this? Because I have no idea. Uh, I'm pretty sure we will be, yeah. Look at that. Okay, well, that's a cool update. That's a good update. No more of this Oilers crap over here on the Nation Network. They they got some good folks here at Nation Network, but then they got all those freaking Oily boys. Uh, We're going to get away from them, get onto the Canucks Army account, as far as I know. So hopefully on Monday, we'll be live on that account. We'll have more of an update tomorrow, I think. We can uh, get that going. I do want to start with some incredible audio from Andre Kuzmenko last night. Um, you know, Canucks Army, known here in the market. We have some of the best question askers uh, at Rogers Arena, some of the best journalists asking the deep, hard questions, the hard-hitting stuff, the stuff that fans want to know. So I'm down there yesterday, and I've been following this a little bit on Twitter, right? Andre Kuzmenko giving away sticks to fans. Nobody is even close to giving away as many sticks as Andre Kuzmenko does. He's almost at a, a stick a game right now. Like it, it's a, it's There's more games where he gives away a stick than he doesn't. So he scored his 30th goal yesterday. Shout out to Kuzmenko on that. I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit. But here is, uh, here's the conversation between myself, Kuzmenko, as well as uh, Vitaly Kravstov talking about uh, he was kind of his interpreter for it. So we got to hear this. This is just... Man, we, we've touched on it a lot throughout the season, how good of a dude Kuzmenko is. Some of the quotes here are just incredible. Just like wanting to give away sticks to the young kids here, put a massive smile on those kids' face. He's got a huge smile on his face while he's doing it, while giving these kids a lifelong memory. Here's Kuzmenko. Uh, my question asking him about giving away sticks uh, and his answer, as well as Vitaly Kraftsoff, uh interpreting it for us. So let's hear this, Alex. 
seen you give away a lot of sticks to fans, especially the kids. Do you like when they're bringing bananas and oranges and everything for you? Как я могу отказать, когда маленький ребенок года три-четыре так мило улыбается и просит мою клюшку? Я извините, я не могу. Мне придется их отдавать каждую игру. When you see the three or four years old kid. I want to stick and smile so bad and uh, how you can say no about it and uh, just like try to make his life much better. What fruit should they bring for you next? I today saw how someone wanted to change on Pepsi. I saw someone wanted to trade on that. Pepsi and maybe next game. И дальше я посмотрю, что из продуктов нет холодильники и скажу. And uh, today I'm gonna check my fridge and depends on that I'm gonna choose tomorrow next game. <laughs> you can kind of hear it there throughout the video, like Kuzmenko was huge smile on his face. I'm actually kind of sad that the Canucks didn't post that that full interview yesterday. They posted the Miller one, they posted the talk at one, uh, but you couldn't actually just see the smile on his face while he was giving that quote and kind of like he would say something to Kravstov obviously in Russian and then when the, while well, it was being kind of, you know, interpreted and sent our way, uh, you could just see like this huge smile as he's like looking at everyone's face because he knows he said something funny and like uh, that little addition at the end there of like I'm gonna check my fridge and see what I should trade <laughs> uh, on on Saturday. That's incredible stuff. So good stuff from him. And he scores his 30th goal yesterday. It wasn't the prettiest goal of his season so far, uh, but he does pick up number 30 on the season. Massive, massive year. We didn't predict this at all. We were saying 30 points might be something. You know, I'd say. At the start of the season, we were saying he'd be closer to 30 points on the year than 30 goals on the season. Yeah, absolutely. And he scores 30 last night and in impressive fashion, too. That's the thing with Kuzmenko is, you know, there was talk of, oh, he's, he's doing tap-ins or whatever. The guy wheels and deals in the offensive zone. And I think that's something that doesn't get discussed a lot, I feel like, is how much he's grown as an offensive contributor, right? Like, yeah, he's putting up goals and he has been putting up goals the whole time. But he's really turning into someone that can almost drive a line by himself and again we're seeing him work a lot harder under rick tockett another guy that i want to talk about is jt miller another guy who's been working a lot harder uh under rick tockett but for kuzmenko the way he's producing offense chris is more impressive to me than it was at the start of the year and i feel like it doesn't get talked about a lot um look i I know he's still playing with elias Pettersson, and uh that's been a good fit and everything but i think kuzmenko is doing a lot more to help drive the offense on that line. And um, obviously Elias Pettersson's doing fantastic right now in his own right. Uh, last night cements himself as a point per game player on the season, uh, which is just incredible that he's, he's done that. So um, good for Elias Pettersson, but for Kuzmenko, uh, the way he's creating offense, I, I've been more impressed by him as the season's gone on. Yeah, as have I. Let's talk about last night's game a little bit because I think it's uh, we're at the point in the season where we can talk about the game a little bit, right? Like uh, now the trade deadline's behind us. Uh, you kind of know what this roster is going to do for at least the rest of the year. We can put the the big potatoes talk until later into the offseason. Do people say that? Because everyone's like, oh, like a small potato subject. Nobody ever says the big potato subject, but we're going to park the big potato subjects uh, for a little bit. Chat about last night's game. 3-2 overtime win against the Ducks. I'll tell you what. 
the Ducks are bad. <laughs> like, holy cow, the, the Ducks are really bad. They are not a good hockey team in the NHL. Uh, but let's see this Canucks versus Ducks on uh, March 9th. Let's see, get this graphic up here from yesterday. Just a couple of things to note. JT Miller obviously picks up the two goals. One of them shorthanded. Elias Pettersson, a pair of assists. Wanted to mention Connor Garland as well, picking up five shots on net in tonight's game, or last night's game, I guess. I thought Garland was a guy who was pushing the puck in the right direction quite a bit throughout the game. And also not only that through the neutral zone, but kind of initiating in the offensive zone. And you could see that with his five shots on net. I think he ended up having seven shot attempts just for himself. So liked that. But I do want to get, uh, I did put this in order of ice time quads because I wanted to see if you have anything to mention from last night's game on the ice time. Quinn Hughes takes a puck to the nose, leaves the game, comes back, still ends up playing over 25 and a half minutes. So what do you want to do on ice time here off the top? Are we going to have this conversation again? Like, are we going to? I'm happy to see Elias Pettersson not be the high forward. Look, the guy, I think they flashed it on the broadcast last night. Um, he's the highest played forward of any forward in the nhl um since february 21st as is quinn hughes and it's a look let's be honest here when rick talkett came in we talked about okay what would make it successful for rick talkett and he talked about oh this is an extended training camp and we got to run four lines we got to fix the penalty kill all that sort of stuff you know he he talked about that and for a bit there he was doing it and we were all very very happy about it and he talked about structure and not cheating the game and all that sort of stuff and while that last point is still technically true with this team like this team isn't really cheating for their wins you're still playing Elias Pettersson a, a lot right and maybe not so much last night but Quinn Hughes like you said leaves the game still plays over 25 minutes of ice time look like they are playing the wheels off of these guys let's be honest here and um, you know, for a team that wants to make the playoffs next year, it's something that they need to be cautious with because we've seen what a, a late start to your offseason, not even being injured to start next year, just what a late start to your offseason can do. And if any of these guys knock on wood, of course, suffer an injury that the recovery process goes into the offseason. And honestly, at this point in the season, most of them will, right? If that's the case, you're really you're really risking next year for nothing. There, there's no sense doing this, and I get it. Um, you know, when we when Taki came in, we talked about, oh, well, it's not going to matter if he gets wins, and he even said as much that he's not so much worried about wins as much as he is the process. But you even see it last night. I'm not blaming anybody here, any any of the hard workers at Sportsnet or whatever. But you see it on the on the big screen. They're th- showing the splits between Bruce Boudreaux and Rick Talkin and saying, "Look, the Canucks are playing better under Rick Talkin. They have a better record. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. Look how much better the Canucks are doing." And it's just that's not what Rick Talkin was here to do, right? And it's giving this false hope that we saw last year with Bruce Boudreaux as well, where you know people are saying, "Oh, look what structure can do." And to some extent, that's true. Like the Canucks are playing better under Rick Tockett, sure, but it's still the same team, right? It's still the same team at the end of the day. And you have to hope JT Miller continues to play the way he is right now. But I just look at it and it looks like it looks like you're being primed to fall into the trap that we all fell into this past offseason, right? We're coming into the year. We said, wow, this team's for sure going to make the playoffs. The team itself, this is a disaster if we don't make the playoffs. They're going to convince themselves of the exact same thing uh, with Talkit, and I think that's a little bit dangerous if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to think that going into next season, right? Like, they, they absolutely are. That's why they made the trade for Philip Ronick. I think... For me, I did like about the ice time to see Patterson at 17. Like that is that is a much lower amount than we've seen over pretty much the whole time with Rick Tockett. I was surprised to see Dakota Joshua. I think it was was it 10 minutes there? Can you get that back up there, Alex? Can you get it up, Alex? Get it up for me, Alex. 
Uh, I think it was uh, 11 minutes for Dakota Joshua. So, like, that was a little bit of a surprise because he's been a player who I think Tockett's really liked to use um, throughout the season here a little bit and specifically kind of moving him up and down the lineup here when, when he thinks Joshua's going. Felt like he didn't really believe that at that point. A lot of five-on-five five play last night, right? Like, a lot of even strength play. Uh, last night's game, our Betway bets didn't do great because we were banking on some power play goals. We got some short-handed goals instead, which I do want to bring up now. Let's check out the PK goals here uh, because JT Miller and Elias Pettersson, they have looked absolutely dominant offensively on the penalty kill. JT Miller is still the number one forward in the NHL for getting scored on per per minute on the penalty kill, which is not great, uh, but he is at least scoring some goals for himself, so that's been good to see. And last night's play was was beautiful by Elias Pettersson being in on the forecheck, knocking down the puck out of midair, and then making a great little backhand pass uh, to JT Miller. Just that that duo, like, it, it almost looks better than it did when it was Pedersen and Horvat at that point. Like, they, they looked really good together at creating offense. I think you're seeing a similar thing with JT Miller. At least you're getting something there on the penalty kill where, yes, you're still going to be, you know, you're still bottom of the league for the penalty kill, but they're putting up some goals, man. Like, uh, I mean, that's got to count for something to add to the percentage, though the percentage is horrible. Like I said, it's worse than the NHL. And this is something that Miller talked about even last season, like in his exit meetings, was was talking about how the season would have gone so different if they weren't, you know, horrendous on the penalty kill and worse in the league. And it's like that's to me that might be the bigger thing that needs to be addressed going into next season. Like in your eyes, is it about is it more about the goaltending or is it more about the penalty kill going into next season? Because both of those are massive problems that we saw hurt the Canucks early in the year. Like, Demko's bounced back. He's looked pretty good. But do you think the penalty kill has to be the number one hot-button topic to improve on in the offseason? Because to me, I, I think it might be. You can't go back-to-back seasons being I the worst so. in the league. Yeah, I, I think so. And let's be honest here, right? Like, like let's be honest here with what this team is. Right now, sure, uh, Jesse Town in the chat pointed out that there's only two NHL defensemen on this roster. But let's be honest here, Okay. They have a soft schedule down the stretch. We're seeing it right now. Thatcher Demko is playing fantastic. He's been better with every single start. The Canucks put together a really, really solid effort in the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But they have shown time and time again in games against the Maple Leafs in years past that they can do that. But they can't do it over a full 82-game schedule. It just it hasn't happened yet, and you need that major surgery before you run. And I think that's where everybody's kind of having this pause where it's, okay, don't give yourself false hope because your goaltender's playing well, really well because you're playing uh, Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson at ungodly rates, and they're doing really well and getting you results. You know, fix the real problems. And you just brought up one, the penalty kill. Uh, I wanted to quickly get this in, Chris. Daniel Wagner passed to Bullis tweeted this out last night. By killing off both penalties against the Anaheim Ducks on Wednesday night, the Canucks penalty kill for the season is now 68.3%. Uh, it is 0.1 percentage points better than the 68.2% of the 1979-80 Los Angeles Kings, which is the worst penalty kill of all time yeah but here's the other tweet too for me and mcintyre on the other side hey last eight games in one period canucks penalty killing has outscored the opposition power play six to five last eight games you got six uh shorthanded goals penderson and miller both of them with three shorthanded goals apiece can we get the other one up there from uh from begsy begsy's got a good one here too the miller and Pedersen uh penalty killing stat uh shout out begsy comes and covers for uh for rob williams who uh from daily hive over there begsy's my guy up there uh but miller now has uh, has four shorthanded goals, which ties him with Pedersen and four other NHLers for the league lead. 
It's weird because it's like you want to give them credit for scoring goals while shorthanded, but it's kind of hard when the penalty kill sucks so goddamn bad, right? Like I, I want to give the Canucks credit here for scoring shorthanded goals. That's a very hard thing to do, but I it's like I, I feel I feel idiotic saying it almost because I'm like, hey, it's great they're scoring goals. They're also getting scored on a ton still. Like it's you brought up the stat there from Weggs. It's not things are not going well on the penalty kill this season, but it's like they're scoring goals. So it's like to me it's. It's almost back to that thing that we had, uh, you know, that I've been saying for a few weeks. Is like the Canucks are, are going out there and trying to make an entertaining product for Rogers Arena. Like this is this leads into that as well because like this is entertaining. Shorthanded goals are great to watch when you're a fan, but I don't know. It's you, you got to fix the penalty kill. I think it might be the biggest thing that the Canucks need to improve on going into next season. They're obviously going to have to get good goaltending from Thatcher Demko to have success, but as like a, a building the team making small changes to your roster as they don't really have as much cap flexibility as some people would hope for this offseason unless you move on from JT Miller. With that little bit of cap flexibility that you have, I think you have to target penalty killers, right? Like, you have to. You really have to. I expect Hironic to be killing penalties next season. Uh, I expect Hughes to still be killing penalties next season. You're, you're going to have to round out that defense score. Does Myers continue to kill penalties? Like, who's the other guy, right? It's kind of tough. Uh, up to this point to see what you're going to see as a player there. I do want to bring up one thing uh, before we get to the poll question. 9-7-2 and two under Rick Tockett is the Vancouver Canucks record. They're a winning team under Tockett. Uh, they're allowing 3.6 goals against per game. And Quads, do you remember how many goals against Bruce Boudreaux was? It was exactly four per game, or just below four per game. Um, so they were allowing four goals a game. So you have seen improvement in the defensive zone. Uh, obviously throughout this and the structure, the games like last night wasn't a very exciting game, right? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how it was from the, the TV viewing experience, but it was something that I was bringing up in the press box as some of the other media members was like, I, I hope this is a good day for John and John to have a nice broadcast. Cause like this game was dead in the arena. There was some time, like the whole second period. I wish I could have just closed my eyes for it and like picked up some sleep that I've been missing out on. Cause that second period was God awful. Like there was nothing going on in that second period. Um, so you know, maybe that's just the way we're going to see this team play more and more, though, right? But I, I feel like you can look at last night's game and be like, "Yeah, the defensive structure was great. It was it was nice to see them not be in a in these wild, weird games where they're just kind of like blowing up six five, and you know, you lose some excitement when you're not seeing those games anymore." But this kind of feels like the way that Talkit wants to play. But you're going to have to play against some much more difficult teams and be able to have that kind of defensive success against teams that aren't. The Anaheim Ducks, because I've said it once, I'll say it again. That team is not a very good NHL team. That is not a very good NHL team. So, um, and Jesse's got a good point. Uh, I said the Canucks played like the Bruins did against them on Saturday just the other weekend there. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that was a similar way they played. I wish I would have seen a goalie goal from Thatcher Demko. That would have been something to light up the arena. But that place, like, yeah, that was a dead arena last night. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, as someone who watched the broadcast, uh, John and John did a great job, as they always do. But yeah, that was a snooze fest of a game. That was not a great game to watch. Um, and again, the Canucks obviously take it to overtime, and JT Miller scores two in his 700th game. Uh, Chris, the Canucks 6-1-2 and two in their last nine games, 9-7-2 nine, and two under Rick Tockett. Um, can we move on from this, though? Like, I, I don't know if I want to keep harping on this same poll question. topic can we can we move to the poll question yeah okay i'll get the poll question up uh our our poll question brought to you by atlas goods let's see the pork rides Alex. Atlas gds ready to pop the question 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer. Free shipping on all orders over $50. Our poll question today. Which pending unrestricted free agent do you want to see oh, re-signed yeah. and play in the NHL next season? Let's see what Alex votes for here. The well, options. Did you see Kyle Alex Rose. there? Alex hops on the website and the website's like, hey, here's 10% off. It's like, no, you, you throw that into the garbage. Come over here, CC15, 15% off your order. That's I mean, right. the website's beautiful, Our but it's got are... these 10% deals. Get that crap out of here. You come CC15, boom, 15% off. Pork rinds, fret. Look at this. That's Alex right there. Alex filmed this right before the show here. He's got three minutes worth of uh, of pop rinds. Alex does a great job. Not just a producer, video editor. He does everything. Uh, it's too bad he's a sense fan. But aside from that, look at this video. Alex has got Alex trims his nails, does a good job, all that stuff. Good stuff, Alex. All right. Our our options are Kyle Burrows, Christian Willane, and Phil DiGiuseppe. And as always, I'm angry. Chris, I'll tell you where I voted as we wait for Alex here. I voted for Christian Willanen, and Noah Strang wrote about this at Canucks Army today. Christian Willanen is a really good example of a a pro scouting win for the Canucks, which they haven't had a ton of in recent years, right? But it's gotten better. It's gotten marginally better, and it's been pretty good under this management regime. Let's be honest here. Willanen is an example of a guy who you bet low on, right? And he does everything you expected and more, right? Like they took a flyer on him. They used a contract on him and he's done really, really well. And I, I would like to see him come back. I know Kyle Burrows there, uh, Phil Giuseppe as well. Those are both good options, but I'm with the majority here. Uh, Alex voted Willanen as well. 63% say Willanen, uh, 17% say Kyle Burrows, 9% say Phil Giuseppe, and 12% say I'm angry. Chris, what, what are you going with here? Yeah, I was... Um... 
Actually, let's let Alex hop in here for a second. Alex, Christian Wallanen was a, a draft pick of the Senators. Do you have any memory of him like being a Senator? I know he played some games. He was kind of a Belleville guy a little bit, but uh, he, I think he battled some injuries pretty bad in like 2019-20. What memories do you have of Christian Wallanen, if any? Like, I know he's kind of a depth guy and a fourth-round pick. Do you have any memories, Alex? Yeah, he was a highly regarded prospect at one point. We thought he was the answer at the left side in the top four. You know, this was before Sanderson, of course. And, but I don't know. He had he he got some shoulder injuries, I believe it yep. was, and he missed a chunk of time. And just in that time, other guys got the opportunity or filled that spot, and and he just kind of fell out of fell out of out of the order. Yeah, I, I do want to actually. I just want to flip this over to my screen. If you can just blow me up here, Alex. I do want to bring this up, but Willen, this is. It's kind of interesting to me, like looking at his, geez, get this EP premium, yeah, 10 out of 10, get out of here. Uh, but what I'm saying is look at the games played. If you're watching here on YouTube with us, like the 2019-20 season, look at that, 12 games, 2020-21, uh, he only gets about 21 games in at that point, goes to the World Championships, just not a lot of hockey that this guy has had over the past few years here. I know that when I've talked to him throughout the season, he's just been very happy to have the opportunity to even play games. Like, he was very happy that the Abbotsford Canucks were willing to put him in that role, play him every night, give him power play time, penalty kill time. I really think he is this player who is kind of, like, finding his game, uh, and specifically as a pro, right? Like, he's been able to battle that shoulder injury. The COVID year sucked. He was one of those guys that was kind of a uh, on the Black Aces group throughout the season, and now you're you're seeing him like a 27 year old guy. I like him a lot. I still like. I know that there's a the the poll is massively in favor of Christian Wallen. Can we see that poll again here, Alex? I I, I was wondering. I didn't see the the results. I, I did see earlier today. It was massively in Wallen. Yeah, 62 percent people saying Wallen. A little bit surprising to me because I do think Kyle Burroughs is my guy here. Like I, I do think Kyle Burroughs is though Wallen might be like he might be one of your top 60 next year. He might, I think it's still a might. I really like the guy. Like I do really like the guy. I think he moves the puck extremely well uh, in the AHL. And I think he's proving at the NHL that he's doing the same, but like, I know what Kyle Burroughs is. Like I know what Kyle Burroughs is to not necessarily as an NHL player. Like I know what he can do at the NHL, but I know what he is to the organization and the guys love him. This is the guy who works very hard in practice. Uh, coaches all love him. He's a great seventh defenseman. So I think knowing that you have, a for sure seventh defenseman who you can trust to come in and play some games here and there. Like I do like that more than the guy who might be one of your top six defensemen. Like I, I like the the solid pick here with Burroughs a little bit more than Willanen, but I would like them both. Like I'd like all three because I do think Di Giuseppe is a guy who fits well in his play style to what Rick Tockett wants as well. So I like all three of these guys coming back next year. I saw some comments into the the tweet as well that people were saying like get rid of all three, have higher expectations. It's like yeah, sure, like. But these guys are going to come in very cheap, and they're going to be able to play on the NHL roster next season. Like, I, I can see a spot for all of them. It might not be every single night, but some combination of Burroughs and Willanen is going to help the bottom part of your defense core. Like, I do think you can get that from them. Phil DiGiuseppe, he, to me, is like, he, he's a fine player on a fourth line. But in a pinch, like, if you really were to look at this Canucks roster right now and say, like, a bunch of the wingers go down in the top six, like... At least you could I, – I wouldn't feel bad about putting Di Giuseppe there for two to three games, like two to five games, whatever it needs if an injury occurs. Like, you could use him in a pinch into a top six. But like Jesse says in the chat, he's not meant for the top six, no. But I do think in a pinch, you could use him there. 
Like, I'm not saying he should start the, the, the season there or anything like that, but I do think he's an effective player on your fourth line. He's going to kill penalties for you, and Talkit just likes this guy. The other thing with DiGiuseppe that I want to always bring up when we mention this guy is just, like, He's not five foot nine. He's not five foot eight. He's not small. Like this is like a six foot one dude. So, you know, that's what I think a lot of people almost just like assume with a guy who's been kind of that quad a player and been in the AHL, they kind of expect him to be small or slow or something. I just, I don't see that. Like I do see an NHLer in Phil DiGiuseppe. I'm just not a hundred percent sure if he's any more than a fourth liner, but as a fourth liner, I think he's decently effective and Jesse's got another one there. PDG with Amon and Joshua. Yeah. Like I'd roll with that as a fourth line. I'd have no problem with that being the fourth line next season. Okay, uh, sub-poll question, also brought to you by Atlas Goods. Remember to go check out atlasgds.com. We're moving on. Who is left to see? I'm going to ask you this, Chris. Who for you is left to see from Abbotsford that you'd like to see come up? Because I'll go first and I'll go with the obvious one. I don't. I have no problem going with the obvious one here. I got a dog that I want to get back to. I'm going with it. Niels Hoaglander. He's yeah. got the dog in him. We've seen it with Niels Hoaglander. And that that's the surefire bet, right? And I know yesterday when we were talking to Abbotsford head coach Jeremy Colleton, you threw out Linus Carlson. Uh, and um, Colleton talked about Carlson's little tongue twister there, his development this season. And it's it's been promising, sure. But I think Niels Hoaglander is the guy you really, really got to get up here. You got to see what all this AHL seasoning has done for him because he's been down there longer than anybody, right? Like like anybody that's with the big club right now out of the guys who started the season on the roster, of course, uh, he's been down there the longest. And from what we've heard, he's playing with a ton of confidence in the AHL. So what does it look like? Like, is he a guy that can play for Rick Tockett? He's an RFA this offseason, Chris. This is something this team needs to figure out soon is, you know, what does he look like playing under Rick Tockett? So for me, Niels Hunglander is the guy who's left to see. Yeah, I think specifically because it's like, yeah, you're right. You saw him with Bruce Boudreaux. You got to see what he looks like with Tockett. And if he comes up here and he's playing like he is in the HL, Tockett's going to love this dude. Like he's going to get here and, and Tockett's going to see him and be like, oh, like he's a five foot nine Swedish guy. Like, I don't think he's going to really fit talk it's like style of play that he loves but i tell you if Huglander's playing like he is right now in the hl and i i don't love to say this it's not necessarily i need another animal for him i guess Doglander is the way to do it but like he is he's got that rat thing going in the hl that i just love like it, whether it be like when you're in a scrum and, and you get a stick kind of like jabbed into the back of your knee or something like that like it, he's just doing things in the hl that it, that is pissing a lot of people off and yesterday in the overtime uh, I was watching it because the Canucks were just uh, Vancouver Canucks when I was at the game. They were just heading into the overtime period while Abbotsford was playing theirs. There was a play where Niels Huglander just like took the puck behind his own net, circled the entire rink, came back to center ice, circled back in again. It's just like he's he's toying with these guys in the AHL right now. So his confidence, I think, is as high as we've ever seen him as a pro hockey player here in North America. I'd like to see what he looks like with Talkit. I think Rathbone's the other name that's pretty obvious. Um, I also think Carlson deserves a shot at some point. It's just going to be difficult because uh, I saw some people bringing up, uh, they were bringing up uh, Kraftsoff earlier saying they like Kraftsoff. I, I liked him too at times, like the beautiful pass from Quinn Hughes to send Kraftsoff in on that breakaway yesterday. Um, and it's just, it's hard because there's so much here on the wings that, you know, our middle six wingers, right? Like it's, it's difficult to find a spot to put in Huglander or Carlson, but I think you need to make a conscious effort to, bring in Carlson just to see him or Huglander just to see him. These type of things, you do have to um, see one of these guys. I also am curious to see about the NCAA signings, right? Like, do you want to get an NCAA? Is Aiden McDonough mm-hmm. coming to the NHL? Uh, one of these guys that you go a different direction, do they 
hop into the NHL and play games. But I think there's a couple names. I'd be surprised if we see Danilo Klimovich or even if we see Arshdie Baines. Like, I think they might throw him like one game in the final little bit of the season. I think Baines is that guy just to kind of reward him for what he's done. Other guys, Jack Rathbone. You got to get Rathbone up here, see what he looks like in a different structure, right? You got to see that. You talked about, I agree with you about Rathbone, but you brought up Kravtsov and I had this thought the other day. This is kind of the issue with the, well, we're making the playoffs next year and we need to hit the ground running next year is if this team's trying to make the playoffs right from the get-go, is Vitaly Kravtsov on the roster on opening night? Because he's he looks to me like a guy who could benefit from some AHL seasoning. He's looked fine. He's, he's looked not, fine, he's not going but there. I think they have better options. And that's what I mean is... Is he willing to go there? And in the past, it was no. Is he more willing now that it's just down the road? And maybe Dan Milstein, Canucks AGM, is kind of nudging him in the right direction. You're shaking your head as I say all this. Um, but but my question, Chris, isn't so much it, w- would he go to the AHL. It's where does he fit in all this? And I'm not yeah. trying to bring up problems that are going to be faced next year. But you look at this team right now and you say, okay, down the stretch, like, you got to get a really good look at Kravtsov because it's basically now or never, right? You don't have time to develop him in the NHL because you're not really going to have that opportunity next year if you're trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, and Kravtsov is going to require waivers too. So I think a team it would take a ninth overall. I think that was the worry, and that's why the Canucks moved to pick for him was because somebody below them in the standings would pick up Kravtsov before he goes to the A. Um, so I don't think they can move him down. Um, I, I think they would lose the... The, the player and you basically lose a pick for free there right i mean so that's the thing it's going to be interesting to watch training camp next year because that's where you're going to see huglander and carlson to a smaller degree but huglander and kraftsov have a battle right listen pod colson loves kraftsov he also loves huglander those are bros like pod colson's got to pick between his bros on who he wants to play with in a bottom six line right like that's going to be uh, a fun thing next year at training camp i'm excited for training camp already uh just a new year reset the whole thing uh but Aside from that, I do want to bring out one final thing because uh, I know we're going to get out of here a little early today. We both have a couple of things to get to. Um, I do want to bring up the college free agent situation with the AHL playoffs, okay? Um, I talked to Ryan Johnson about this to get confirmation. I thought I had it right in the first place. Mostly had it right, uh, and this is what I'll close out with here before we get to Betway. So here's the situation um, for AHL playoffs for NCAA prospects. A lot of people have asked about this. I did my CBA stuff, talked to Ryan Johnson, did all this stuff. Here's the deal. When you sign a college free agent, Agreeing that the contract will kick in on July 1st, you can then assign them to the AHL on an ATO, right? You set it up as like an amateur tryout so they can go to the AHL. They can start playing. Listen, they could start playing two weeks from now. If they're on an ATO and they're not playing and they haven't played an NHL game, they can play for Abbotsford in the playoffs. So it's a tough spot for some of these college guys because they would love to go to the NHL. They would love to have an NHL salary. They also get an NHL bonus in the offseason, if they sign a multiple-year deal, that's very intriguing. But at the same time, if they really want like a long-term fit with the organization they signed with, the organization very much values if that player is willing to not necessarily take the pay cut because I don't think the money really matters that much to the organization, but it's about them getting the opportunity to play in the HL playoffs. Like I don't think McDonough is going to do this. Like If McDonough does sign with the Canucks, I think he's going to come up and play in the NHL because I think he's the type of player who you drafted, you get... You want to give him the NHL run, and I think you'll give him an NHL shot. I don't think he'll be in the HL playoffs, but hey, Sam Malinsky, Jake Livingstone, these type of guys, I'd be curious to see if they're willing to burn that first year, or not, sorry, not burn the first year of their contract and play in the NHL this year, but instead 
go to the AHL on that ATO and join the team. They can play games immediately in the AHL. They can also be eligible for the AHL playoffs. So it's a nice boost that you can get from some of these players, but they just can simply not play one NHL game. So that is the situation with NCAA free agents uh, and if they're eligible for the HL playoffs. And this is all because of after the trade deadline and the situation with waivers, the situation with your call-ups, all that stuff. So they will sign a contract, but it doesn't kick in until July 1st, and they signed an amateur tryout with the AHL team. That makes them eligible for the HL playoffs. So basically, to simplify, they just can't play in the NHL if they want to play in the HL playoffs. That's it. Because that's kind of how people have heard. People have probably heard the term burning a year of your contract, right? Um, That's kind of the situation right now with the eligibility for the HL playoffs for NCAA free agents. So I saw uh, Canucks need right-handed D said, are we getting any college hockey talk? That's all you get today. It's a shorter episode today. All right, Betway, let's go. Jeez, man. And you take a big drink of the energy. There you go. Sorry, Betway, let's go. (laughs) Get it up, Alex. Where is it, Alex? You didn't upload. Oh, jeez. All right, quads, talk about something. Or just listen to the music. It's coming in there. A lot of people are calling it an arty party when you're in there. I like that. All right, let's get to our Betway bets of the day. I got it in there now. I'll just talk my way through it. I remember it. I got a great memory uh, and stuff like that. David Pasternak, he's up there. He's a Boston Bruin. He's playing against the Edmonton Oilers tonight. The... I got my bets here. David Pasternak and Leon Dreisaitl both to put up a point in tonight's game. You're getting that at minus 143 over on Betway, Betway, Betway. A $10 bet that's going to return you $17. You need a point from both of these guys. And I'll tell you what, if you've been following the NHL even to a small degree, you know that both these guys put up a ton of points. Other than that, could be an exciting game tonight. Could see a lot of goals, so I'm rocking with the Bruins winning. Over 6.5 total goals and Leon Dreisaitl picking up a goal in this one. Getting that at plus 450 over on Betway, Betway, Betway. $10 bet that's going to return you 55. You take that 55, you go down to the store, you pick up a Paw Patrol uh, dog toy. Those are the expensive ones. It's not the cheap ones from the dollar store quads. You get the Paw Patrol brand. 55 bucks a toy uh, down there at uh, Toys R Us and uh, all that stuff. So uh, must be 19 plus to play. Bet the responsible way. Betway, Betway. That's all I got to say. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, what was the word of the day today, Chris? Did you get it in? No, don't worry about it. It's been two days. I missed it. Um, the problem is here. I just, <laughs> the, these aren't good ones. Like a, they're really hard. And you know what's the problem? They give me like a, a sentence example. And it's like, okay, here's the, I'm just going to say today's word. Uh, litote. Litotes. Litotes. And it's, just, it's an understatement of which an affirmative is expressed by the negative of the contrary. And then I'm like, okay, let's see how it's used in a sentence. And it's like, blah, 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 vacationing in the Caribbean Caribbean wasn't a total drag, said Sheila. This is an example of letotes. How the hell am I supposed to understand that? It's just, it just, I know, like, I can see an example of it. I could look it up somewhere. Tell me what the word kind of means or, like, how to use it. So I don't know what this like, The words of the day here were, what? Last night's game, last night's game against the Canucks, or against the Ducks, wasn't a total drag, said nope. Quads. Yeah, here I'll, well, I'll use an yes, example of Alito. I'll use yesterday's word of the day too. Um, all of the items, or not all of them, but a good per, good percentage of the items on eBay.ca are biddable. You can bid on them. Biddable. Like what a dumb. I don't know. We're into March here. We had a really good month in in January, but March words have not been fun so far this year. So we'll wrap it up there. All right. 
We'll wrap it up there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Allard, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Yeah, wrap it up. Go along tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? <laughs>